Yo, for this episode, I'll need a location. I heard my summer lair, which makes sense. Villains need a break from their typical lairs. Uh, people have summer homes, right? Okay, I got a location. And I'll need an occupation. I heard podcast host. Okay, <laughs> let's put this together. Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I'm your host, Sammy. Yes, and Yunan. I actually performed improv in a group. We did it for about two or maybe three years. It's a challenging medium because it forces you to be decisive. Instead of saying car, which of course is just bland, it's better to be specific. Like say Ford Pinto. Your castmates benefit, the audience benefits, and of course you can build on that. That is, if you have it. Because with improv, some nights you just don't have it. But again, with improv, it's better to avoid the negative and focus on the positive. So tell me this. What do John Belushi, Gilda Radner, Bill Murray, Stephen Colbert, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, Shelley Long, and Bob Odenkirk, plus many more, all have in common? Dale Close, an actor, writer, and improv teacher who coached many of the best-known comedians and comic actors. I mean, that list I just recited, and that's not even half of it. Chances are you know Bill Murray and Tina Fey and Bob Odenkirk. They're friends, yet Del Close is a stranger. Thankfully, we now have Heather Ross's For Mad Men Only, a Del Close documentary, who freely operated from the total belief that improvisational comedy was an art form. Del Close taught his students to be present, to make unlikely choices which sounds super obvious, but was indeed super revolutionary. In this documentary, it's a treat to hear Adam McKay and Tim Meadows, many others, talk about comedy and the freedom of improv comedy. And even though the focus of this documentary is indeed comedy, it's not a funny movie. There is a persistent darkness that overshadows a lot of the mirth. Laughter Maybe the best medicine, but for Del Close, it wasn't enough to dull his pain, his unresolved hurt. If you're a comedy nerd or a performer, this documentary is a must-watch. Heather Ross has found a creative way to present Del Close's literal words and his life while avoiding long periods of talking heads. Now that is a, a good trick. Like going full circle. In an improv bit. It's magic. Let's kick off this conversation with Heather by asking her what made her a comedy fan. Uh, okay, so now let's get into your work and your filmmaking. And uh, so now, are you all ready to talk about Yes End? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to start at the beginning because from the documentary, I got the impression you're a comedy fan. Uh, so growing up, who were some of the comics or even maybe TV shows that recruited you and made you a comedy fan? Oh, my God. I mean, I grew up uh, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, man, that's fun. It's a great decade. Yeah. So, I mean, I was super like, you know, Bill Murray and, you know, Harold Ramis and their movies were super formative. Um, you know, yeah. Like watching a lot of like, you know, like there's a, 
than John Cusack movie, Better Off Dead. You like any, like <laughs> the weirder, the better, you know? And, you know, early SNL, like I think my girlfriend's mom like showed us like 70s SNL when we were like six. And they're like, she's like, you're old enough for this. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I was like, this is great. This is so freaking weird, you know? So like it, to me, it was about, um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I loved sketch and I loved satire and I love those people that were sort of taking the things that are around us that we know are sort of borderline ridiculous and mm-hmm. making them, you know, showing us how absurd they are um, and having fun with it and not taking it seriously. So those were sort of where I started to really feel like, um, you know, that that's like special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, getting, you know, my 20s and 30s, starting to go to stand up, you know, just loving like Paul F. Tompkins. And, you know, he would always have like, you know, you know, of course, Mr. Show and uh, SCTV going backwards, you know, like just people with the skewed sensibility. And you really um, like the weirdos, eh? I like the weirdos. <laughs> I like the weirdos. Okay, yeah, I'm the birds, you know, like, uh, for sure. For sure. So then uh, you mentioned SNL already. Um, and I know the documentary opens with the premise that if you don't know Del Close, that's fine because, you know, Mike Myers and Amy Poehler and Rob Williams and, of course, that whole lineage. Uh, so just to give people kind of an idea, how would you compare Del Close to, say, like Lauren Michaels? Right. Because the general public knows the SNL skits and they, they know the castmates. They know the lines. But Lauren Michaels kind of operates in the shadows, like Batman or something. (laughs) So I don't know that a lot of people kind of know what Lauren Michaels actually does or who he is really, right? So as a rough comparison, how would you kind of compare those two, uh, I guess, comedy giants? Yeah, I mean, I think they're in any art form or in any, you know, part of pop culture and entertainment, there are people who are kind of like... um, you know, the nucleus of, of the thing, you know, but we, that we don't hear about. So, you know, I'm sure Lauren Michaels is, is, is kind of like that. And, um, you know, the difference I think is, is that Dell was a teacher, you know, and, and really had ideas that he wanted to imprint on people or that he wanted to throw at people and see what they could do with them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and Lauren, I don't, I, I don't know much about Lauren other than he assembles an amazing group of, you know, people that go on to do great things. Um, you know, so obviously he has an eye for what works and, and, and I think he is of the yes and school <laughs> in terms of like hiring people that are, have a great point of view and, a, 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 you know, and just empowering them to, to use that point of view. So, you know, and, and, and that was a big part of what Dell did too, was just say like, you know, the weird parts of you, the stuff that you don't normally want to take on stage with you. That's what I want to see. Leave the other stuff out, you know, like leave dinner with your in-laws out of here. (laughs) Like, I want to see what you, how you woke up. I want to see, you know, who you become when, you know, you've had too many, like, I want to see the, the unformed and the, the unpresentable parts of you. And that's, what's going to be, you know, or the searching parts of you. And that's, 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 what's going to be more interesting. So then on that note, then, would you say then this documentary confirms, I guess, one of the comedy hallmarks that almost darkness precedes comedy, right? That's one of the things, right? Because, like, I think only Seinfeld's really composed of light. Almost every other <sighs> major comic has some sort of trauma or addiction or something dark that kind of fuels the comedy. Well, 
actually came away not thinking that was true. Um, I think that, you know, having talked to like a real cross section of people, I think most comedians and most entertainers might be a little healthier than <laughs> we, <laughs> we give them you, know, I, you know, these days, at least, you know, mm-hmm. that I think they're able to access darker or weird parts of themselves. But, um, I, you know, I think that we've come a long way from the days where you were just supposed to, you know, you were expected to just like, you know, do every drug on the table and, you know, push, push yourself and, you know, leave a, leave a beautiful corpse, you know? So, um, you know, and I think in some ways Dell was like that person who would do those things and go out to those reaches and, you know, like we sort of started describing him as sort of like an astronaut who will go out there Mm -hmm. beyond where, you know, the safety of, of what can really be expected to, you know, have a, a normal life and he sacrifices his own normal life to bring you some idea of what is possible or what you really shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, mm. we tell you a lot about failure as well. Yeah. So then that idea of picking up on failure, like in a South by Southwest interview, you said, I would love it if people came away feeling that the creative process is an accessible thing rather than a rarefied gift for the privileged few. Uh, that we can give ourselves permission to fail in pursuit of stretching our abilities. So I want to talk about an inspiration, but I just also want to clarify, like we started talking about like comedy nerds and you're a comedy nerd, obviously, but like this isn't just a documentary for comedy nerds, right? This is for like all creative people. Yeah. I mean, I think that was something that was really cool to see in, in learning more about Dell and learning more about improv, because I actually wasn't that familiar with how, improv comedy comes together and you know what you realize you know is that he you know what Dell is doing and what improv comedy is doing is sort of like taking the creative process that normally is way behind the curtain and you know showing it you know so that you're actually seeing people write a scene in front of you and see people maybe make a mistake but then have someone else swoop in and justify it and make it work you know and like yeah I think that in the past we've really you know, uh, taking this auteur type of um, idea about art and, you know, whether it's literature or comedy or whatever, it's like, you know, they're geniuses that can do it. And then everyone else just watches. But, Mm. you know, I think what Dell at his best and most empowering was doing was saying like, no, we need the stories of like, everyone not just the 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 guy who had the money and time and and confidence to do it you know and of course he didn't always you know make it as diverse or you know interesting as 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 he could have or should have but I think the art form itself is super democratic and super empowering for anyone to dip their toes in you find that the art form itself mirrors the collaborative process of filmmaking yeah, yeah, I do. And I think it's 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 funny that we always think about, you know, you do need a leader, whether it's a director, a writer, a producer, but, you know, like the the more ambitious your film becomes, the more it has to be a collaboration. And that's super exciting. Like, you know, as a documentary person, I'm used to sort of working in a, a bubble of a very small group of people, like an editor, a producer, um, composer. But, you know, we did these sort of fictionalized scenes about Dell and and then you're working with costume designers and set designers and you're looking at locations and it's just like it it is 
wonderfully collaborative and it, it's cool when you you come to it thinking like let's just all make each other better let's you know push each other and and like yeah and just like embolden ourselves to take each other's biggest ideas and one of the people that's in the documentary is tim meadows how did he almost not end up or he just got in at the last minute how did he because that's one of the uh, tenets of improv right is that it may not be safe and so you were almost done the documentary (laughs) i was almost done and i've been chasing an interview with him for a long time because i knew he was heavily influenced by Dell. um and he was also part of this very you know uh, interesting time with adam mckay and you know where where things really started taking off you know in in dell's teaching and becoming more accessible to a to to a bigger group of people so um he was a neighbor of a friend and she was like and and a friend who was helping me with my movie and she was like you know i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna go talk to him like that is not cool that's not how we do things in in the movie business we have to like go through agents she's like clearly the agents aren't doing their jobs let me just go (laughs) check it out and so she yeah she like saw him walking down the street one day and offered him a ride and he got in the car with her and basically she sort of strong-armed him <laughs> into participating in the documentary which indeed he had I don't think he had heard a- about or, or you know I don't know what was happening but eventually he said yes sure fine I will do it it was like probably a couple days before we locked picture for South by Southwest wow, yeah yeah it was it was cool and he, he and he had these like great you know this sort of linchpin idea of you know what Dell's purpose was versus what he wanted to be and sort of how he made peace with it so you know in the in the in the improv uh you know that's like a tenant that it's all gonna work out right that mm-hmm. like something's gonna happen to tie it all together at the end and <laughs> yeah. I guess that was the meadows <laughs> right yeah you just hope for the best right you start off on this journey and then like yeah all right, let's see where we end up yeah, I think he described it once as like, you know, uh, falling downstairs, a group of people falling downstairs and and figuring out what happens on the way down. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And then I, I want to uh, circle back to like Del Close himself, because parts of the documentary, it seemed like he wasn't always necessarily interested in the laughs. Like we kind of tend to connect improv with laughs, getting the laughs. But he wanted any sort of reaction like cheers or anything sort of like a, he wanted to provoke the audience. Was his focus, do you feel like it was on the castmates themselves and kind of trying to get, like you said, that hot mess and that emotional stuff and the vulnerability out? Or was he also concerned and kind of aware of the audience as well? You know, and that's a part that I don't, you know, I'm not into like shock humor. You know, I think he was into shocking, you know, and I think you also have to look at the era that he was coming out of, like the 40s and 50s, super repressive, mm-hmm. white Kansas, you know, um, and he, I think, you know, t- to me, I'm going to be a little real here, like, shock is some- sometimes like the easy way to, to, to get out of, you know, cliche, you know, but it can become its own cliche. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, but I, um, I do think that it was probably a route to getting rid of artifice, you know, at its back, if you want to put the positive spin on it, it was a, a, about getting rid of artifice, getting rid of anything that you've seen before mm-hmm. and being very immediate and honest in what is going on with you as a performer. 
And those are all really interesting things that are really riveting to watch. So, you know, however he gets there, he gets there. The idea of being immediate, like, do you feel like because of the timing of this documentary coming out during this pandemic, which kind of forced us to be present because all our activities got taken away for a while there. Right. So do you feel like this will kind of also uh, like, is it a kind of like a harken back and a call to like be more present and to be more aware? Like you just, even for the casual viewers. That would be great. I mean, I think that that is something that um, I've heard from a lot of improvisers is that it's, you know, it can be like akin to, uh, you know, meditative experience because you have to be listening so hard and paying so much more attention than we do in our day-to-day lives. And if you could, you know, I've, I've heard this a million times, like if you can bring that off the stage and into your life, you're going to be noticing things and you're going to be ultra present and probably making really interesting stuff too, because things aren't going to be floating past you. So, you know, of course it's hard to do that all the time, but you can do it hardcore for 30 minutes on a stage. And, you know, I think that's part of what keeps people, you know, people who have had success in TV and films coming back to do like, you know, Harold's or, you know, ASCAT or whatever with UCB or IO or whoever, because there is a sense of presence and immediacy that you don't get when you're maybe saying lines. Yeah, it's the, I guess, the tension of improv, right? Because it's super exciting because you go out with no script. And so you have all this freedom. But at the same time, it's super scary because you go out with there's no script and it's, it's and you have all this liberating freedom, right? So it's intimidating either way you look at it. It is. It is. And it's, um, you know, I think that was the breakthrough that Dell and Sharna and, you know, countless others who did this before and after them, you know, yeah, going out on stage with nothing is incredibly intimidating. You have to, you know, any artist, any comedian has to whittle down the everything into something specific. So they, you know, that's when all these like little tenets come in, you know, like pay attention, listen to what the person is saying, start building your world. Where are you? Who are you? You know, be specific, you know, so they kind of develop these little things to, to help you, you know, dive in. And where can people find you online to talk about being a comedy nerd or to see if there's more <laughs> screenings coming up? Oh, good. Well, we have, um, we're probably most active on Instagram. Um, and I think it is uh, Mad Men Only Movie um, is our handle on Instagram and on, on Facebook and Twitter as well. All right. Great. Thank you, Heather. It was such a fun documentary because I, I've heard the name Del Close, but I have never actually sat down to like read anything or to like know anything about him right because again it's just when you like a comedy nerd like yourself like you keep hearing the name all the time right and you're like all right i gotta get i gotta like google this dude or i gotta find out more information about this dude so just to get it just to be like parachuted into that world and to kind of see it (laughs) as as crazy as it was and as surreal as it was it was fun because it's like what you were saying before it's a comfortable weirdo (laughs) i love that idea i love parachuting into his world that's that's fantastic Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Sammy. I appreciate it. Recording stopped. I am Sammy, and that was director Heather Ross talking about her documentary for Mad Men Only, Stories of Del Close. The documentary is now on various on-demand platforms, which is ideal, because let's be honest, going to a comedy club or Second City requires pants, and... Yeah, nobody enjoys that. 
So Pants Free Comedy, that's a good night right there. Talking to Heather after watching the documentary, it's stunning how much incredible comedy Del Close via his students has unleashed on the world. We blandly use the word influencer to describe a high school kid with like, whatever, like a large TikTok following who can get other kids to buy products. But Del Close was an old school influencer. His legacy will outlast his life because his students continue to turn in excellent humorous work. I am so grateful for the wonderful contributions he made to comedy in general and in specific in my life. I know, this documentary attests it wasn't always easy. He wasn't always easy. And yet through all the light and through all the darkness, we freely receive this infectious energy and constant comedy. It's such a tremendous treat to make a stranger laugh. And I'm thankful for the comics and comic actors who foolishly commit to a bit, <laughs> no matter how goofy, because they know the payoff is worth it. Honestly, let's keep this discussion going. Because if you're a fan of comedy, reach out and tell me what you dig. Tell me who you dig. I can be reached at social media, all three. My Summer Layer. That's IG, My Summer Layer. Facebook IG and Twitter IG. So yeah, let's talk comedy. Let's get together with comedy nerds and talk about jokes. Thank you so much for listening to me in a Netflix comedy special world. Del Close, yo!